0: All right. We're rolling. We're here. Welcome back, everybody, on a small hiatus. (laughs) Unintentionally, but we are
1: back. Just been some traveling girlies. I think we need to commit to our listeners right now that we will at least try to get an episode out monthly, but may, may not happen.
0: Well, oh, this is going to be a quick edit turnaround. It's yeah, okay. Okay. And then we got, we'll be in person.
1: I don't know if we'll actually record a pod, but. Maybe. Wouldn't that be something? I can't imagine us trying to get our audio working on the go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be something special.
0: But maybe, I don't know, a few, like, uh, meetups of some Cleveland, because I know the listeners are really excited for some Cleveland content. Uh, I don't know. Maybe find some local breweries in old Cleveland. We'll see.
1: Yeah. I think we're definitely going to have some good Instagram content. um, And then we'll have to do a recap pod afterwards. Okay. Where, uh... Now tell us, where have your travels taken you in this hiatus? Oh man. <laughs> um, I think since we've last spoke, I've been to Houston, Chicago, and then British Columbia, Canada. Psh. International. I know, I know. I hadn't well, I have traveled internationally since COVID, but um it was a whirlwind of requirements both ways. And so that was fun. Um, but yeah, actually uh, I had some really good beers while I was in Canada. They uh, they have a different vibe there. I guess they're like different types of beers than you would normally see at like a brewery in the US. So they were more like lagers and ambers. Um, but I did get to try some local um, b- beers from Terrace, British Columbia. Um, and I'm going to look up the brewery right now because I don't remember the name.
0: Did you have any uh, maple? Any maple beers?
1: No, but I wish I did.
0: I feel like that's a real opportunity up there.
1: You know what? Um, I was actually at the beer store earlier today and there was a maple lager by a brewery in the UP and I almost bought it, but I didn't. Maybe I will next time. Yeah, we're going to have to Try that out. Yeah, because I think like
0: maple would accompany the loggers, the porters,
1: the dark, yeah. Canada. I'm sure they're cold and wanting meat on their bones. It was cold. It was <laughs> very cold there. So the, or the brewery I tried specifically was Sherwood mountain brew house, which is in terrace, British Columbia. And I had, uh, an Irish red ale, Um, And that was super good. And then I don't remember the other beer I had, but it was in the red family, both really, really good. Um, It was local to this area, which is very remote. So you were able to find it on tap quite a few places, which was nice. So always got to try the local, local spots.
0: Did they have merch?
1: We didn't actually go to the brewery. So this, uh, yeah, we were just having it at other restaurants that had it on tap. Sadly, no, but they had a really cool logo. I guess I would tell everybody to go Google this brewery that you'll probably never go to.
0: <laughs> in remote. <laughs>
1: Check out their that's brewery. In
0: British Columbia.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, How that's... about you, Courtney? Yeah.
0: You so men? was in San Francisco, I think when you were in Virginia, were you in Virginia? I don't know.
1: Oh, uh, yes. I did go to Virginia as well. Um, sheesh. I've been everywhere. <laughs> I've been everywhere. Uh, yeah.
0: So I was in San Francisco. I really slacked on the, like commitment to the pod that week. I apologize to the listeners. I apologize to Nat. Yeah, can't report back a ton from the beer scene from San Francisco. I was more focused on the food. Had, I was eating on the company, so you know how that is. Just nibbles. <laughs> uh, so delicious food. Uh, San Francisco. First time out there. Great sights, great sounds. I heard we had great weather. It was like no fog, upper 60s, not as windy. So good time there, sightseeing, doing the bits. And then the next weekend, I was in Louisville for the Derby and the Oaks. Um, great time. Won some money. Spent it at uh, Gravely Brewing, Friend of the Pod, uh, right there in Louisville. Great sights of the cityscape of good old Louisville. Had myself a Pink Moon, which is their Ooh. great infused IPA. Like, <gasps> Courtney. Uh, that
1: sounds delicious. It
0: was delicious. So if you're in wow. that area highly recommend. I I
1: will be there. I will be there twice in November, which is crazy. But we have a wedding there like in early November. And then we're going on a family vacation there in late November before Thanksgiving. So I will definitely be trying that. I'll be stopping in. A family vacation in Louisville? Yeah, we're gonna do like bourbon tasting.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. It all starts to make sense. Yeah,
1: it was my mom's idea. I love it. Doing the old bourbon trail. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go um, on though. I know you had a big time in Louisville, so I really want to hear about it.
0: Oh, the biggest of times, yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you're not familiar, so the Oaks is the day before the Derby, and it's when all the fillies, the female horses, race. So it's the same oh. like grand, like grand time as the Oak or as the Derby, but more local faces there, uh, and just like let's be honest, it's just not as expensive, which the derbies, like, if you want to be in actual seats for the Derby, it can be very pricey. So the Oaks is a great way to have that experience a day before a little less crazy. Um, And ever since COVID they were like, how do we, like they didn't want to exchange money. They didn't want as many lines. Like how can we combat all of this to be like a more post COVID friendly atmosphere. So everything in the grandstands now, even though, I mean, obviously prices are more expensive for this, but totally worth it is all inclusive. So all the drinks are all inclusive all the food is all inclusive. So you're just grabbing and going and beeping and bopping. And even like the lines for the bathrooms weren't that bad. So like talking to people who are used to Oaks and Derby before this. So like you spend half your day in line for a drink, in line for food, wow. in the bathroom. and if you're going to like pick like a drink or food, if you're going to stay in the line for 40 minutes, people tend to pick drinks. So then you get like sloshier people, hot messer people because they're not eating. So like, It was just a great vibes day. Everybody was having a good time, just good spirits all around. Everyone was well fed, well lubricated. It was just, and it was supposed to rain. It held off till the very end. So we got to experience best of both worlds, sunny day at the Derby, mass chaos when it rains at the Derby, which is just an experience in itself. So great time. Thank you, Eileen, friend of the pod, being a gracious host. A lot more bourbon, probably, than beer consumed that
1: weekend, but, you know, when in Rome. Courtney, can you... Well, first of all, Eileen, best friend of the pod, let's be real. This is very true. (laughs) Um, Can you tell the listeners about your experience being on the local news?
0: (laughs) Oh, I forgot about this. Yes, Lexington, you might recognize me now, (laughs) uh, was on the local news, so... They were there. We were there bright and early. They were there bright and early. So if you're not familiar, even though like the Oaks is one specific race and the Derby is one specific race, there's races all day. So they started at like 10 a.m. So we're there bright and early getting some food before, you know, the masses show up. And I don't know. They must like my dress. They must like my hat. They must like my face. They came right up. We did a little chit chat. And uh, oh, I was quick, though, to say like, hey, we got a podcast plug plug we start talking about all things derby and what i'm wearing which of course was like a dress from amazon but (laughs) but then at the very end they're like you want to plug your podcast again (laughs) of course it's like girls who drink beer check it out with the dots on instagram or anywhere podcasts can be found so i expect the listening numbers for this pod just be through the roof because local lexington
1: news just had us plastered that is amazing doing doing the marketing that this podcast needs. So we appreciate you, Courtney. Um, I really hope when you check the numbers after the last pod and this pod, if if it's not bright in the Louisville area or the Lexington, Kentucky area, I'm going to be really disappointed in, in the <laughs> listeners of the local news there.
0: <sighs> I know. So if it did work, then we're going to have to plug hard when we're going find some local news in Cleveland. We're just going <laughs> to pop in and that's going to be our new tactic is just somehow end up on these local stations. So all right.
1: I have faith that we can do that. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So weird things like that just happen to us. <laughs> Way too much. But so yeah. I also had Mother's Day. Oh, since yeah. just could take a quick Congrats. left turn from there. Congrats now well, Thanks. mother pod As a girl who drinks beer, of course, you know, what we wanted to do that day was go to a brewery. So we hit a couple. We hit a couple local ones. Um, Creston Brewing, which is one of our favorites. They actually, I don't want to say they went under during COVID, but they they weren't open for a long time, and then they kind of got bought out by Tuck Brewing, which was another favorite of ours, so it's kind of nice. You can go in and get Creston's like, flagship beers, but you can also get Saugatuck's beers, so it's like the best of both worlds. They're still kind of branded separately, and they have a really good food menu. We had, for our appetizer, we had an everything bagel chip dip, like homemade chips, and potato it was super chips. good. Yeah, like homemade yes. potato chips. Yeah. So we called it, we
0: called it the app of the future, your chips and dips. Dip or- yes.
1: I know it's a thing. I, sw- I swear it's going to be a big thing everywhere. um And then they were super busy. So we didn't want to hang around because the wait times for food were super long because they were slammed. So no, no issues. uh But we just went to a new place. So we went to our favorite brass ring, which was really nice. We were able to sit outside on their patio. I uh, had some lunch had some more beer and it was just a fantastic mother's day
0: like michael and margo just treating you right i
1: know i know oh i wanted to say though uh i guess talking about appetizers is i had poutine with maybe every meal that i had in canada um (laughs) and it's underrated I feel like more places need to have it here. I know that it'll pop up here and there, but it's like everywhere there or gravy fries. And it's delicious. We okay. need to we need to get on the poutine train hardcore in America.
0: How did I not ask this? OK, so. OK, British Columbia poutine. Was it the same everywhere? Do they get creative with it? What's the scene?
1: I was a little disappointed because there was not a cheese curd in sight. Um, okay. So I don't know if it was just the style of british columbia um not sure it was more of a shredded cheese that they did on it uh with a gravy and there was no like meat in it okay. uh the fries were like thicker steak fries not like a wedge but like a thicker steak fry um so I don't a lot, a lot of, of
0: to soak up yeah yeah.
1: yeah okay <laughs> there was one place i don't remember which one it was but like the fries stayed crispy even with the poutine and that's like I feel like that's perfection right there. so Double tap on that. Figure out their secret. Is it a double fry? I don't know. I don't know. know. But the food in Canada was amazing. Um, Not super like healthy or anything, but it was really tasty. Um, And the Canadian people are like literally the nicest people. We were at the airport and they were like... I don't know, like, anybody who travels frequently in America, like, people in airports are crazy and they're assholes. And, like, people are rude to each other. Gate agents are rude to you. People working the desk, Like, everyone's just over it. In Canada, they're, like, the nicest people ever. Like, people were about to miss their flights. They're like, I'm sorry, can I just cut you? Everyone's like, sure, come on through. Uh, the, The people working for the airline, shout out to WestJet, they were just, like... You know, I, I swear in America, like, you know, when they have those lines, like you would have for like a ride at like Six Flags or something. And you're like, you have to go through all the different things. Well, if there's nobody in line and you just like crawl under, or like cut where the line actually starts, I swear people yell at you in America. and They're like, Can't, walk through the whole line. No, in, in Canada, they open it up for you and you can just walk right in. They're just like so accommodating, so friendly. It was a great experience. So I will be going back to Canada again, it's, hopefully oh, soon. It's, yeah. It's, uh
0: Speaking of, okay, I experienced a lot of airport rage, and I'm glad you brought that up. But, like, I think I was over the edge, San Francisco Airport. And I'm reading it on the news now. Like, New York Airport, I guess, is out of control with, like, a $28 beer, which is worse. But, like, I felt the tipping point. I was in San Fran. It was going to cost me $15 for a beer, like, at the airport. And then, like, a quasi-already pre-made Yucky like wrap that you grab sixteen dollars. I'm like, uh no, I it's not I know it's not my money again. Lovely like traveling for business, but still I couldn't do it. I was like, I will instead buy this, you know, three dollar bag of Cheetos and call it a day. I'm not paying you thirty-one dollars for a beer and a yucky pre- But did
1: you get the beer still?
0: No, I didn't.
1: Oh, Courtney. I couldn't bring myself to it. Just, <laughs> there's at some point you're like, I can't feed this monster. This oh. sounds like my experience at the Phoenix airport traveling home from the bachelorette party we had where I got a pint <laughs> of Goose Island and a shitty breakfast burrito and it was $40. <sighs> I don't so- know the individual prices, but that was bullshit. Yeah. I
0: And I hear, I started reading up on the New York like situation, like the $28 beer, and there's a lot of things with like these places can't control it. Cause there's so much red tape of even opening up these restaurants and bars in these airports. It's uh, still like, let's figure it out. It's I'll
1: pay certain. it. Well, like the airport's an experience, you know, you gotta it, just relax and have your beer and enjoy it.
0: And you never know who you're going to meet at that like airport bar. Those are some of the <laughs> best run-ins that you'll
1: have. You'll never know who you're going to need. I'm going to sit there by myself and not talk to anybody. (laughs) But I do want to say, I guess, like speaking of beers at airports, I want to say shout out to Delta. Uh, I am very, very Delta loyal. So anytime I can, I try to fly Delta. Um, And their beer selection on flight is actually very good. So I think they have like the basic. I think they have like Heineken and Miller Lite. Um, which we all know how you and I feel about Miller Lite. But they also have Sweetwater beers. um, And I think they have three different ones. Um, So Sweetwater is an Atlanta brewery. So uh, and Delta's out of Atlanta. So they're like kind of, you know, highlighting local beers. Um, So they have like the 420, which is delicious. I think it's like a pale ale. They have another IPA and then they have a hazy IPA too. So they have three craft choices on the plane, which I think is awesome. Like it just kind of caters to that craft beer crowd. So shout out to Delta. To, yeah. do what doing. About to like drinks being back on planes because that was bad and rough two years <laughs> you're telling me
0: for a girl who doesn't like fly like physically the being in the air thing
1: yeah little beer doesn't hurt actually i'm more of a wine drinker on flights like this is so silly delta has a really good chardonnay for, called blind creek and it's like literally my favorite chardonnay that i've ever had i don't even know it's probably just branded for flights but like Every time I fly, that's all I get is the Blyde Creek Chardonnay. So if you're flying Delta, give it a shot. It's actually really good. Girls who also drink wine. Right. When the
0: time- <laughs> I feel like you and Heather McMahon would just like totally geek out over some Delta <laughs> Bonding. Oh, yeah.
1: I actually have a funny story about Heather McMahon. So um, we were in Chicago. Like I said, um, Michael and I did one night there, a little parents weekend away, which was really fun. Um, but we missed Margot so much while we were gone. But we went to go see our like one of our favorite comedians, Heather McMahon. You guys should follow her if you don't already on Instagram. Um, but we had a dinner reservation at a place right by the Chicago theater where she was playing. And so, um, uh, we had been like day drinking all day, but, um, we're still hanging in there. So we went to this place and it was like somewhat fancy, I'd say like middle of the road. It was like a muscles where their, uh, muscles were their, uh, specialty, which Courtney, sorry, you aren't able to have muscles. Um,
0: but was at home real, <laughs> real bitch, but continue
1: Trigger warning for anybody with a shellfish allergy. Um, But anyway, so Michael and I each got a cocktail, like an old fashioned or something. And then like we start seeing these people drinking these beers that are in like this wooden holder. And the beer is like a tall boy, but it's like literally in this wooden contraption that you have to hold on to the wooden thing to drink your beer. So Michael, which like normally this would be me, like just like we got to get one of those. Michael just like orders it. and So we're already drunk. We've already got like cocktails in front of us. And then we order this like 8% beer that's in a tall boy that comes in this like wood contraption. Well, there's this table of like 10 ladies behind Michael like that could see me uh, from where they were sitting. And they were all going to the Heather show. They had like matching shirts with like all of her sayings on it and whatnot. And they were just having like a great time. And uh, one of the girls got one. Um, and, and then she gets it, she goes, I got it. Cause I saw that you had it. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, cheers. And then like told her that we were going to the show and I should have plugged our podcast. I didn't cause they seemed like a group of girls that would have loved it. I know, I know missed opportunity, but I felt really proud in that moment that I had like inspired this girl to get this beer. She also had another drink. So it was just like, you know, there's a good community of beer lovers right there.
0: I'm just <laughs> proud of you that you interacted with someone in public. <laughs> Wait,
1: so did this wooden contraption serve a purpose? No, other than like to hold the beer? I'm gonna text you a picture of it. I like literally I was like, like-, <laughs> I was like yeah, just keep it super cold or like I don't know Nope. nope. I drink it I, in a certain way. It's just like a shtick I think, uh, <laughs> this place, but no. The place was called Fisk and Co um and they had really good food and a good drink menu, and this beer was actually really good too. so I would recommend it if anybody is listening in Chicago or taking a trip to Chicago here soon so
0: great weekend getaway, I feel like, for both of our key audiences so.
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> yep. um. We're going to do something really fun today for our listeners. I'm really excited about this. Actually, Courtney and I haven't had a sip of alcohol this whole podcast and I'm just dying to have a drink. So, um, as we mentioned on the last pod, Courtney and I went to our local beer stores and grabbed beers that we used to like 10, 15, five years ago, uh, that we haven't drank in a while. And we're going to see how they hold up to our tastes today. So. I kind of want my beers to be a surprise, so I'm going to do them one by one, uh, but what one are you going to start with, Courtney? Well, let
0: me get my Broad Ripple Farmer's Market insulated bag out, because this, <laughs> this is 33, but uh, you know, we're going to start pretty lame and work our way up. Awesome. So, we're actually, oh, you can't see because I have those <laughs> things on. We're going to start with a Yingling. So, there's a small there's there's a reason I I grabbed a yingling for this. Uh, let me first of all get this Oh wait, no. Oh no, it's a twist off. Uh, there it is. Nice. Did you get that? Uh <laughs> So, yingling, I feel like most people probably know what this is. It's nothing all that special. Yeah, uh, start it's the world's oldest, not the world's. America's oldest <laughs> Brewery Yingling, traditional lager.
1: That was a very American comment from you, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> right? Those.
0: Oh, those arrogant assholes. But America's oldest brewery, based out of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, Pottsville. So for the longest time, I, I who knows if it was just Pennsylvania? I think it was like Pennsylvania and Florida for a while, in which they like distributed to. And then, lo and behold, my senior year of college, which was in Ohio, they released Yingling to Ohio, and you would have thought, you would have thought this was God's water, the way people just were like, God, jingling, like we got it, like gotta go get it, we try," and it was everywhere. It could be found everywhere. But as a college student, also, it was priced like a domestic, like your Bud Lights, your Miller Lights. So it felt special, even though. It was special.
1: Like, it was new to us. Courtney, let me tell you what. The same situation in Michigan. People yeah. freaked out over Yingling. You still can't get it there. So, or here. Oh, okay. um, and and it was something I drank, like, in college as well, anytime I could find it. So, this, like, I wish I was also trying Yingling with you, but unfortunately, I can't. <laughs>
0: well, here we are. So, since 1829, the original amber beer, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. I don't think I've had, like, we... Oh, like yes, overconsumption. It was my senior year. We drank so much in 2011, probably into 2012. I don't think I've had it in 10 years though, just because like I wow, I smell it. Like I, you know those beers. You're like, oh, I, I, I can smell it. So yeah, here we go. Cheers. It tastes, it tastes exactly like I remember. Where it, like bite, it bites, it bites no. me in my throat. Like I'm just not, I'm not a huge amber beer person mm. to begin with. So. I want it to be lighter than it is. Like it starts light and then it finishes with that quintessential amber bite that I just I don't know if I drank too many of them and now I'm scarred.
1: But sometimes they can have like a met almost a metally taste. <laughs> ambers to yeah. me. Um but yeah, I, I used to be a big amber fan. I don't love them as much these days. Um, but yeah, that I really like actually the England black and tan. Or I used to. I actually yes. haven't had one in a while, but um, oh. okay. Well, already lost, but
0: yes. I mean, it's good. It's again, I bought a lot. I think this was only a dollar twenty nine for like, a <laughs> So for the price, for what you get, you know, it's better than a Bud Light. But
1: yeah, it just depends what. Okay. Well, um, in the spirit of you know me remembering what I was drinking at Luke and Sean's pop machine party. I got Heller High Watermelon. You also cannot see it. I'm going to describe the can, though. Um, It is the Statue of Liberty eating a slice of watermelon while sitting on what I would imagine is the Brooklyn Bridge, although it could be the bridge, uh, the Golden Gate. We're not really sure. Um, I'm assuming Revolution is out of New York. Um,
0: Oh, hi there. It's probably worth noting that Hiller High Watermelons actually a 21st Amendment beer and not a Revolution beer. Uh, also based out of San Francisco. So most likely the Golden Gate Bridge and most likely really great missed opportunity by yours truly in visiting that uh, a couple weeks ago. So apologies to all and uh, back to our regular scheduled programming.
1: And then there's a uh, shipping Receptacle it looks like a barge holding a bunch of watermelons, so it's a pretty cool can. All
0: America right. meets just creativity, you love to see it.
1: I probably haven't had one of these since like 2013, 2014. Um, and As I was picking out like all my beers for today, I wanted to grab all these fruity beers. So clearly I used to be a real fruit beer lover. Um, I changed up what I grabbed because I found some ones that I was like, oh, I totally forgot about this beer. But anyways, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Don't love it, not gonna lie. Um, It's super. (laughs) Her
0: face says everything.
1: (laughs) It's like, I used to love these. Like I would drink multiple in a row. And it's it finishes well, like it finishes more like a light beer, but the watermelon flavor on the front end is super strong. Um, and kind of too sweet for me. So, I would say that this is something I would no longer drink as a 32 year old. I put it in the no longer drink category.
0: I'm just jealous. I couldn't find it, I could not oh, find it
1: anywhere here.
0: So, and, and that's honestly, that's how I remember that beer is like it was because I as well and you'll see coming up was drawn to the fruit beers at one point in time mm-hmm. and that's the one I remember like oh it's not too
1: sweet it's not too sweet but
0: maybe it was it's
1: very watermelon yeah it just kind of tastes like a watermelon Jolly Rancher almost yeah yeah mm, I'm not going to finish that one I'm <laughs> <laughs> done all oh, I've got a real wild card in my bucket here. I can't wait to get to it. It'll be the last one I do. <laughs> I'm just really excited. What do you got next, Courtney? Okay.
0: So up next, I got the old Kentucky bourbon barrel ale.
1: I almost grabbed that.
0: Oh, yeah. This screen happens, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, let me see if this is twist off. Real? It's not. One sec. Oh, Courtney. <laughs> All right. Bottle opener. Engaged.
1: I came prepared to the podcast with oh, one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we got the old Kentucky Bourbon Barrel, uh, based out of Lexington Brewing and Distilling Co., established nineteen ninety
1: nine. Ooh,
0: good I year. Know. I didn't think it was. It felt new back in like 2012, 2013. and maybe that's just because we were new to the new to the scene. But yeah. And I think the reason this one's in my memory is because it always felt so classy when you ordered it, it came in those little tulip cups and it's yeah. like, I just paid $9 for this and I am going to enjoy as <laughs> of this 10 ounce pour. That's uh, but here we go. Let's see if we still like it. All right. You know, it's, it's good. It's 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 not bad. It has a much more forward
1: bourbon taste Then our, oh, it's an (laughs) 8.2%. I'm not surprised. I don't, so I don't nowadays or any recent time like anything that's bourbon aged or barrel aged for beer, Uh, but I remember really liking those. I don't know why.
0: Taking a second. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's, it's very nice. I actually, I can kind of see why 10 ounces might be the right pour, though. (laughs) Like, you're not doing probably more than one of these. It has a very distinct flavor. But, uh, a nice mix-up for a beer. Like, be it's good. very distinct. Like you're not gonna find a ton. Like coming up, I have like two. Anywho, but you can find like a million lemons, raspberries. we yeah. totally started on like a blood orange IPA, which Mama loves. But oh, so there's good. not many bourbon
1: out there. So kudos to them. Job well done. Still lands for me. I guess I'm going to take a little sidebar. Speaking of the proper glass to, to pour a 10, 10, 8, 10 percenter in, uh, there's in the U S in Michigan, we have hop slam, um, which is an IPA that Bell's makes. That's like 10% or more. Uh, it also is supposed to be served in like a tulip glass or like a snifter smaller glass, uh, because of how (laughs) much percentage it is. One time Luke and Michael were at, uh, Legends. I think it was before it was Legends. Maybe when it was Waldo Peppers in Fidley, Ohio. Shout out. Friend of the pod. (laughs) And they were serving them hop slams in a tall glass. So like not even a pint glass, but a tall. And they just kept serving them. And they were priced. And it's an expensive beer because I think of how high of a percentage it is. They were pricing it as if it was like served in like the 10 ounce glass (laughs) for like 20 some ounces of it. Bad, bad idea. Bad idea. (laughs) Well,
0: so Hopslam, I actually was looking for it today because similar to your Finley story with Hopslam, if you remember, I was inducted into the Alley's Beer Club. I do remember. I, yes. Only female representation of Alexander's Be- Beer Club. Thank you. Just paving tr- the trails. But th- that night when you got inducted, your graduation night, which was a Thursday, which was mean, but you could drink whatever you want on the house so in fashion i was like well i want the most expensive beer they offer which is (laughs) Hop slam at the time and it was like unlimited so i am just like hop slam hop slam hop slam all night during like i don't know if you remember like we had to go on like a scavenger hunt in finley ohio and then there's this whole ceremony in the back with only beer club members so it was like a long thing And by the end, like I had no business, but I met the mayor that night and like, (laughs) I had just put in my two weeks at, uh, my employer at the time. And she's like, well, why are you leaving Finley? Like what, like, what can we offer you? And I was just giving her the tea on like, well, here's where I am at in my life in 26 and why I'm choosing to move on and like, just trying to, but mama had some hop slams that night and, uh, I don't think I've had it since. So I was
1: really looking for it today because
0: it's delicious.
1: That's sad. I think it is seasonal, I want to say. So I don't know if we're in the season right now or not. Um, Michael would know, but uh, no, I'm actually going back to Finley twice this year. I have two trips planned, one to uh, play in said previous employer's charity golf outing in oh, June. Nice. Um, so I'm I'm kind of excited to uh, see all the sites, you know i uh, going to hit Finley Brewing, hopefully, while I'm there, and I'll, we can recap it on the pod. And then my cousin is getting married, and they live in Finley, so uh, that'll be October. Top Topslam, uh, get released, or is it annual beer? January. January. You got, got a few months. <laughs> Shoot, missed it. Speaking <laughs> of, I trashed
0: Total Wine last time because I said they didn't have Oberon. They did. It's in their seasonal section. I found it today.
1: So oh, well, I should apologize it. to Total Line. <laughs> obviously struggling after coming under fire. Yeah. Okay. Well, my next one has a little bit of an X-rated name. It oh. is it is the Odd Side Ales Bean Flicker. Oh gosh. <laughs> it's not mentally prepared. Okay. Ooh, here we go. I'm going to have to mark explicit on this episode <laughs> no, I'm trying to avoid one. This in grocery stores, Courtney. Anyways, this is a local beer. It's uh, from Grand Haven, Michigan, which is on Lake Michigan. So more towards the coast. Um, And Oddside is known for like just the craziest combinations and names and fun uh, art and whatnot. So the, I'm going to turn my background off so you can see it. But very much a girl who drinks beer, um, beer. It's a pink can uh, with, I don't know, some sort of tree design that looks like a lady um and anyways it's a coffee blonde ale so um i remember really liking this as a uh young lady in her 20s i know my mom still really likes this beer um so we'll give it a shot not for me
0: (laughs) you said coffee blonde
1: it's coffee blonde so honestly it almost tastes like a really light version of like a a sweeter stouter porter without like the bite. Um, It's almost, it's a little too sweet for me. It's definitely got coffee flavor, but it's got like a, like if you put a lot of sugar or creamer in your coffee.
0: Nope. Straight black. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. But is it like, I don't know, an oversweetened coffee beer. It seems like their target audience might be, you know, The old girls who drink beer.
1: beer, Well, girls who drink beer,
0: but I'm thinking maybe (laughs) a level up. Maybe like us in 20 years will
1: come back to this and be like, this is my drink. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Um, Yeah, but no, uh, my tastes have certainly changed. So that one, probably not going to finish that one either. Oh, man, you're striking out. I know. Courtney, what do you have? I know. I know. It's sad. I don't like to waste beer, but I kind of knew that that might happen going into this episode. Right. Okay, I think
0: next I'm going to go for a twofer, so bear with me, but you'll see why. So first one, we talked about how like our past lives, I'm going to drop this as well. Okay, we talked, we talked earlier about the fruit beers popping up. So I'm going to do back there simultaneously a couple that uh, I picked up. So I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Rubus? Rubius? Rubius? Rubius. Andrew
1: Etzler's favorite beer. Is it really? He comes I mean, up a lot. Uh, in
0: these like sweet beer categories, uh, front of the pot. <laughs> but Rubeus, Founders Raspberry Ale. Uh, I think my first trip to the actual Founders Brewery, probably in like the mid 20 teens, eh, early 20 teens, is when I really discovered this and thought they had something figured out. I, Yeah, we're going to see because I have a feeling it's going to be...
1: A little too. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction that you're not gonna like it, but I will say that it's a very popular beer here. Um, you can find it on tap a lot of places, and they serve it on nitro too. I remember really liking it too, but I don't think I would like it anymore. Yeah.
0: So at the same time, also gonna try retry this guy. So very similar in vain. Oaken barrel brew co So shout out to all my Indianapolis Southsiders. Sun King claims to be the first indie brewery, and I should probably research this because I just like Open Barrel has been on the South Side ever since I can remember. And they have this Raz wheat that, and I like specifically like that first time back from college after turning 21, like I can just picture me and my high school friends going to Open Barrel, and I was like, Raz wheat. And this was the all like delicious. So we're gonna try them both at the same time. See, one, if I like either, and two, if there's a king of the Razz beers.
1: You're cracking me up right now because there was a brewery in my college town and, like, just, you know, just started drinking craft beer. And, you know, when I was, like, newly 21 and I would always order the raspberry wheat. That was, like, my intro into craft beer. So it's just cracking me up that that's Uh what you went with as well. All
0: right. So we're going to start with the Rubeus, which I remember being able to drink this, like, a pitcher at a time. <laughs> How I don't have diabetes. Who knows? Let's try. It. Yep, that went exactly. It tastes like raspberry syrup. Like it is. Yeah, it's so sweet. sweet. How? I mean, it's this f- is like I used to drink slushies by the. Looking back in high school, I could put down sugar like you wouldn't believe. So
1: it just totally makes sense. But still, my god. I know I don't like sweet things anymore either. Like, I don't know how you and I used to drink the Bud Light Ritas. Like, we would slam those. <laughs> we, <laughs> in every flavor. They were and, disgusting, and but they were good at the same time. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, what would you say, I mean, Courtney? We, <laughs> we would, bong, like,
0: bong them. That was the <laughs> dumbest decision we've ever made, was we- bonging
1: <laughs> Lime Ritas. Our oh. tolerances are much higher back then.
0: I can't, I don't think I could smell those now
1: in survival. No no okay so
0: rubeus uh it's not actually like it's not even bad like i get it there's a lot of flavor mm-hmm. it's just so sweet like i would almost be like i feel like i'm drinking a snow cone flavoring straight from the bottle Ew. okay but, okay
1: so, you know what and i didn't bring it up here but i have like rubeus's older stepsister downstairs called the blushing monk which i think it's like a high percent i'm gonna have michael bring it to me so we can taste test that next
0: Okay, so Rubeus is a 5.7, just for those. <laughs> and the can looks like my grandma's, like, quilt on her butt,
1: but <laughs> It's pretty. It's it's classic <laughs> Rubeus. It's always had that logo.
0: Okay, so real quick, also going to do Oak and Barrel Brew Co., Raz Wheat. I need to, hold on. I need a saltine, because my palate is drenched in sugar. Oh. And-
1: I like how you had palate cleansers just ready to go. I didn't have a bottle opener, but gosh darn it, I had my crackers.
0: (laughs) Which is like the number one rule of podcasting, is don't eat food.
1: Don't eat a dry saltine.
0: (laughs) Editing's a powerful thing. Well,
1: now I want a (laughs) snack. (laughs) Michael! He's going down to get me the Blushing Monk right now. I'm so excited. This leads in very nicely. Okay. Raz Wheat. Oak and Barrel Bruco. You'll have to tell me- Greenwood, Indiana. Shout out. Which one's better of the two, even though you probably won't like either.
0: So this is a lot less sweet. And I think it's the, so the rubeus is a strictly like characterized as a raspberry ale. This is a raspberry wheat beer. And like the wheat definitely comes through and
1: helps a lot to balance it out. Take another sip to see if I could drink like a whole thing or not. So the the one you're drinking from Indiana is better. You think? Greenwood, Indiana. Wow, it's founders. I'm proud. What up,
0: point for Indiana, Michigan, Brew City, USA. Take a back seat for a minute. I'm crowning the Oak and Barrel better than the Rubaius from a purely sweetness standpoint. To be honest with you,
1: I really wish I could send this blushing monk through the computer somehow. Um, So I uh, we're making we're calling an audible, and I'm gonna randomly try this beer my mom brought over like three years ago that we've had in our fridge because nobody likes it Um but it's called Blushing Monk it's beautiful it is definitely a logo for a girl who drinks beer it's got a flower on it and the logo is pink um, also founders it's a Belgian style ale fermented with pure raspberries so like I said Rubaeus's older stepsister it's 9.2% oh yeah <laughs> I know. I don't think my mom knew that when she bought it. It's red. You have the
0: mother today?
1: Um, yes. But <laughs> I've had like two sips of beer, so I'm fine. Um, okay. I love that you brought little taster glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, I actually kind of like this. Hey, It's um. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's got a little bit of that. I just said I don't like barrelage, but it's got a just a tiny bit of that flavoring. Um, it's not super sweet because it's so strong, I think. Um, and it almost tastes, it definitely tastes like raspberries, but it almost has a cherry flavor, too. Not bad. I don't know if they still make this. Um, yeah. But if you like fruity beers and you're looking for something that packs a punch, I would go with the Blushing Monk. Blushing Monk. Great name. Great can.
0: Well, bottle. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's one thing I got to shout out for Oak and Barrel, too is they like actually still serve it in the bottle. It's like the only two Indiana breweries I know like serve it in the bottle are them and three Floyd's. And I bought oh. that whole like Indiana, you know, like those punch boards you put all the caps. It's like, all right, I only got two Indiana breweries. So we gave up on that real quick.
1: That's hilarious. We have one of those from Michigan and we're trying to only fill it with Michigan beer, breweries, but a lot of the Michigan ones have transitioned to cans, but you can still find the bottles.
0: Okay. How many more do you got? I have
1: two. You have two. Okay. I got two.
0: Perfect. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say, yeah. This is what I'm gonna do. Wait, am I up or are you up? You, you just... know what? I'll go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You had a. Uh... Your secret surprise entry so back on now
1: i know um so my next one is something that i think i just randomly ordered at alexandria's in finley ohio shout out friend of the pod uh not really though actually <laughs> alexandria's <laughs> is not friends of the pod their beers are astronomically priced i would not recommend it oh. um but it's the rogue brewing dead guy ale <laughs> you it's a Picking out these controversial beers today. Very it's cool. a cool logo. Um, it's it's not a typical beer logo. It's, it's, it's just like a little skeleton man sitting with his arms crossed, and that's it. It's like a sticker almost. Um, but Rogue is out of Newport, Oregon, um, and this beer is 6.8% by volume, and it does not say what kind of beer it is. I feel like it's like a stronger, darker beer, but we'll see. I don't even remember. I'm trying to figure out what kind of beer it is. I'm going to Google it. It's not bad. Um, It's very, it's like a thick, strong beer. Rogue. A thick, strong beer? Yeah, like almost has like a thick consistency. Interesting. It's okay. In the style of German Maybach. Dead guy is deep honey in color with a malty aroma and a rich, hearty flavor. That's how I would describe it. It's got 88% on uh, Beer Advocate. So.
0: Yeah. You it's not bad. Thick as a beer
1: description. So I don't <laughs> know. It's the honey. <laughs>
0: well, you love a nat- natural sweetener. I must say so myself.
1: Um, I probably wouldn't buy this at the at the store, but I mean if it was in front of me, I'd drink it. Yeah. You kinda yeah. wonder
0: too if it if it tastes or drinks differently off tap than I probably. Now, but Cool. Cool. Well, feeding off of your can real quick, or your your bottle. I'm about to tap into another Indiana beer, Burnham Brewery out of old Michigan City, Indiana. Ooh. This is the creamed corn cream ale. Nothing more Indiana <laughs> than this right here. And like, honestly, I've never seen this in the can until today, and I was very excited. I don't know if you can see but there's just like skeletons it's the portrait of the old man and woman farmers like in front of their barn but they're like skeleton themed and then you gotta hold
1: it up higher grandma
0: oh yeah there's this grandma in the corner like creaming corn it's fantastic 10 out of That's, 10 can work that it's- is 10 out of 10 uh but <laughs> To be honest with you, this isn't necessarily a beer I drank a lot and remember like, but this was a beer that I had at an Indiana beer fest, I think like right when I moved back to Indiana in 2016 it, and it had the same like pretzel shock top vibes of like, I had the mini tasters like, that's the best beer I've ever had in my life. And I, don't know if I was <laughs> expecting it because it was like cream corn ale, but, and I, ha- I rarely find it If ever, and I just have this very quintessential memory that it's gonna be amazing. So this is more of a I have a very fond memory, but it could be absolutely false. So
1: it's corn flavored, like it tastes like corn. Yeah. So I feel like I might like that. Let
0: me read real quick. A wise crow once said there's more than corn in Indiana. And (laughs) there's just a lot of freaking corn in Indiana. In the great Indiana craft beer industry, we know that is a fact. With every batch of creamed corn, we make a hefty batch of real creamed corn and infuse with the mash during the brewing process. This leaves the beer with hints of sweetness from the corn and a silky smooth finish. Creamed corn is a true Indiana beer and a tribute to the great great crafts our state has to offer. So... Wow, I'm feeling very like into my heritage right now.
1: This I'm is, excited for you. I like kind of want to try that beer next time we see each other. I'm gonna need you to bring, one. bring you one. I brought this okay. is
0: one of them that I actually bought that was in a pack. So I'll bring you one to Cleveland. But uh I'm like already in my fields today. So it's May in Indiana, right? Ooh, Which yes. is it's May in Indiana. The qualifications are on. I didn't go because forecast has been awful, but they're on in the background. It's just a great day for beer, it's a great day for Indiana, and now we're just gonna crack one open, the old Burnham Brewery Cream Ale, Cream Corn Ale. There it is. Here we go. It drinks like a pale ale. Oh, with a little bit of. It almost tastes like a grilled corn, like a charred corn, but okay. in the best way. So subtle sweetness with a little bitterness, like it's been on the grill.
1: Who it's form. not like smoky is it
0: it's not smoky no but it would definitely has that bite would you drink the rest of it if i f- will definitely drink the
1: rest of it oh my gosh wow okay um I, fun, I have a funny, funny corn funny story Michael and I, uh, shout out to Eastern Kill Distillery. I know we're switching gears to liquor now um, in Grand Rapids, but we've really been hitting them up a lot since I'm no longer pregnant. Um, and so they do like cocktail classes. And they recently did like a cocktail pairing dinner at the Sovengard in Grand Rapids, which was like super fun. But like they they make the craziest concoctions, like things you would just never think of. And it's like so unique, like so creative and they're always really good but one of the courses was corn to the, the cocktail for the course was <laughs> Sorry, corn two ways
0: this beer <laughs> you're telling a great story i'm just over here like trying to not. just <laughs> Oh, you
1: had a burp?
0: Oh, I think I almost died because I tried to keep that
1: in. So, Courtney, I've burped many times already. I just muted myself. This is not a muting game. Okay. Anyways, so this, the cocktail for course number three was called Corn Two Ways. And it was literally a cocktail that had straight bourbon, Parmesan, smoked paprika, and polenta in it. And I, like, it wasn't, it was the only cocktail I didn't finish, I guess if that tells you anything, but I tried and it was interesting, but like it literally, like I don't want to say it was chunky, but like there was like there was no, it like was, some there were chunks. It was gritty. <laughs> it was gritty, that's a good way to put it. Um, anyways, but like no shade because we love Eastern Kill and we'll do their next cocktail yeah. pairing dinner. But it yeah. just reminded me of that. Like corn, corn's making a comeback. <laughs> Corn, what's not to like about corn? Ethanol. Well,
0: <laughs> hold on. There's a lot of things like you, there's some documentaries of and who bad decisions were made by bad people, big food, whatever. But corn in its primest element is delicious. You get the sweet, it cooks well, yeah, multi purpose. And Indiana, gosh darn, it. I
1: will say, Courtney, the cream part of that ale I had never heard of or had a cream ale until I went to Indiana, which I think you guys. I don't want to say you're Sun known King. for it, but, like, you guys have those on tap oh. a lot of places. We don't have that in Michigan.
0: Yeah. Between, like, Sun King, you their flagship is the cream Ale, <clears throat> And then I feel like when you go over to Indiana City, and even Gugman House is up and coming, really good Indiana brewery. I don't know if it's necessarily, necessarily cream Ale, but a lot of, like, German-inspired, like, Hefeweizen wheat ales. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's probably if you had to, like, coin the Indiana beer scene where we definitely lean and we do our best work because we got some shoddy IPAs. I'll say
1: just shit,
0: but we make up for it. We make up for it in our German heritage and like those like hefty beers.
1: I would say like, I I've been to a lot of Indiana breweries or I've had their beers and I, I'm very impressed. So, um, okay. I have one beer left, but I think I have a bonus beer that I'm going to pull out. Um, that doesn't really fit the theme, but nonetheless, um, but when in just, Rome. One second though, because Michael. Oh, nope, I got it.
0: All right. So this is beer Michael is Michael like... handing you cold beers in the background?
1: No, I have a bowl of ice that they're all sitting on. Um, so this beer was a bonus beer. I didn't buy it today. I found it in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably at least two years old. But <laughs> I would say back in like 2017, 2016 era, uh, Line and Kugels oh shout out uh came out with a harvest patch shandy oh yeah <laughs> and that it's
0: like a <laughs> you know that came in a sampler pack you did not buy that by itself no
1: That's- i bought it in a six pack i don't buy the sampler i literally <laughs> loved the like courtney i'm not kidding you like <laughs> I i'm like almost pass- embarrassed
0: <laughs> I, I passed the berry vice and the, like the honey wheat today and i was like do i pick them up because we all went through our lining kugel phase or you're still going through no shame no shame
1: lining kugel makes good beer i might but, still be going through it if i still like this <laughs> I, hey
0: let's we're about to find out and i'm so excited but we also need to know that this beer is two years old so if it's not good it might be on you
1: yeah it's good <laughs> <laughs> it
0: ex- Oh no. yeah, it's an expiration date. Oh, drum roll <laughs> <laughs> 2016. No, hold on, you haven't been in that house. That 20, 2018.
1: I'm just a little slap happy, but I'm laughing because it expires on my birthday. Oh. In 2020. Oh. <laughs> For a second, I was like, "We're in the clear." And then, nope. No. All right. This one deserves a nice glass. <laughs>
0: oh, uh, we have multiple tasting glasses.
1: Yeah, and Michael's standing across from me. Tasting things after I start tasting them oh, it's- in his own tasting glass. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop crying and laughing right now. I think i just slap Happy. Um, anyways, no, I found like I think they released this right around then too. It's like the basic bitch sister of the summer shandy, harvest patch shandy, pumpkin shandy, which sounds disgusting, but uh let's give it a shot. <laughs> it's honestly just like I remembered. It's got a lot of cinnamon in it. Um, oh, yeah. a lot of pumpkin. It is a sweeter beer and a little bit of like maple-y, but it tastes like a pumpkin pie. It's uh honestly, I would still drink it, I think. It's a lot right now, but it doesn't taste expired. <laughs> if it's that like, means anything,
0: all vibes, which I guess I should have seen coming with harvest. But yeah, cinnamon. Oh, yeah. In, let's go.
1: It's seasonal for sure. Like you can't get these in stores <laughs> right now. That Was one
0: that was one thing about the time of year that we were doing this taste test because there's a I think it's Traverse City, I feel like it was a Traverse City based brewery that did the Jack O'Lantern that tasted like straight up pumpkin pie, like very but oh, cinnamon sugar yeah. for pumpkin pie. <laughs> I would love to know if I like it now because I that was like another Alley's beer that we had in Finley that I just loved, but I don't know. I don't know. I,
1: yeah, every year my like I love fall beers, but like the ones that I like, I think tend to shift every year. Like I like it one year and then I don't love it the next. But I think I would still drink one of these if they still make them. Um, not right now though.
0: Yeah. Oh, the PSL of beers just made an appearance <laughs> in passed, passed the test. I love it. My final beer. My final beer. I don't know if you remember this, or maybe it's. Sweet Baby Jesus? I almost grabbed it. I do remember (laughs) it.
1: I literally almost grabbed it at the store.
0: Oh, here we are. Sweet Baby Jesus, chocolate peanut butter porter from Duclaw Brewing out of Baltimore, Maryland. So this was a blast from the past. Like this one, when we were talking about this, it's not like one that came to mind. But again, when I walked past it, I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Because when you saw, like for a minute there, when I saw Sweet Baby Jesus on the menu, I was like, Sweet Baby Jesus. Like, let's go. Like, it's going to yeah. be delicious. Uh, another one that's served in the cute little tulip. So you felt fancy.
1: Is it high alcohol? I don't remember it being high alcohol. Uh, 6.2. So oh, that's not too bad.
0: So not like you're drinking straight sugar four Um Let me just read the descriptor real quick. A classic porter with heavenly aromas and flavors of roasted malt, chocolate, and rich, rich peanut butter with a smooth dry finish one sip
1: and you will exclaim the name sweet baby jesus so i will say i remember having these and back back when i really liked peanut butter porters which i think i still do um and i remember it being my least favorite of the peanut butter porters that i've had but i I do want to get your take so
0: i know i was looking for we had that one i was better
1: Butter something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was based out of like a Plainfield Brew brewery. They do a good peanut butter. I was like, I thought I'd be able to find it. Could it? But this has much more like classic sentimental value. So here we go. Uh let's let's try it out. You know, it's been a while since I've had uh peanut butter porter chocolate. Tr- it's very chocolate-forward. Like the chocolate oh. definitely comes out more than the peanut butter. It, but it also uh, it finishes a little metallicy. Ugh. I know we talked about that earlier, but like I don't know if eh, let me take it out. It's not bad. It's just yeah. Like there's it's not good. The bourbon barrel. <laughs> it's like okay. I don't like you are good and you are good and I I'm not reaching for another of your kind out there. I know there's a better version of this now.
1: It, there is to your point. Yeah, there. I I remember the one we had in Indy. I don't I, the one that you just mentioned. I don't remember the name of it. But there's one. There's a couple that we have here that are really good. Um, Mitten Brewing in Grand Rapids makes a peanuts and cracker jacks, and it used to be seasonal like Oberon, and they're much smaller than Bell's, so people would literally wait there'd be like lines wrapped up the block for the day that they release that to get like a four pack or a six pack of it. Um, but now they release it all year long, but it's a, it's a really good one. It's not like overly sweet. And then um, I don't, re- let me Google this cause I don't want to mess up the uh, brewery name, but there's one called, I think nutter your business. Oh yeah. Yes, it's Grand Armory Brewing, um, which is a Michigan brewery in Grand Haven. So another Grand Haven brewery, um, which again is on on Lake Michigan. So that's kind of cool. I've never actually been and to any of those um, or to Grand Haven since I was really little. But there's a couple oh, we breweries need to do there. Even trip. Yeah, this summer you and David should come up. We should go. Okay. Um, I have my bonus beer though. And I, this one might be one I actually drink. It's not not a blast from the past. Actually, I've never had it before. Uh, but we've talked about M43 oh. on the pod, which is um, like a really popular beer here in Michigan. And this is the strawberry M43, I'm which was asked
0: that today, and I was going to tell you about it. I'm so glad you found it. Yeah,
1: no. it's really. Um, it was actually only one of five left at the store, um, and I found it on the bottom of a shelf. And I was like, "Hey, I've never had this. I really want to try it." So if they run out, there's some in Indy. I'll grab some. For Cool. What if I don't even like it? <laughs> well,
0: I picked <laughs> up some 43 because, you know, when health hits later this week, that's when I'll be drinking. But
1: 43 Yeah. Can... Yeah, yeah. it's super good. Alright, here we go. It's good. Um, it's a lot of strawberry on the back end, but it's also an IPA, so it's like not overly sweet because it's so bitter. Um, you poured the biggest glass of that one, so I feel like you had really high hopes. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna probably drink some of this. Um, I don't know if I'll drink the whole thing. I've only had like a sip of everything else. Cause I'll be honest, I wasn't one a, isn't a huge fan of anything. But, um, this one's good. I don't know that I could drink more than one because of the yeah. strawberry flavor is pretty strong. I'll be honest, I've been going back to my bourbon barrel. Oh That's yeah, I know. I've seen
0: like, you. It's been. It tells a lot when you have an extravagant amount of beer in front of you. Like, which one do you grab, and
1: who? The I know cider. now I want to now I got to try it next time it, the nice thing about our local beer store Rishi's, shout out again I think I've shouted them out on every pod is like anything that they have beer cider can bottle wise in the store like you could just rip one off like you don't have to go to a singles area like you could just open the open the box and grab one out so yeah. oh that's um, awesome. it's like a free range yeah you can try anything we need those
0: because I that's what I struggled with this week is like Total beer and total uh, beer and wine,
1: wine and beer. I call it total wine, but I think there is a beer in there.
0: Total wine, total beer and Wine? total wine. Anywho, <laughs> by far the best selection, but still, like I was struggling, and like I went to a couple different places and couldn't even find my Twenty First Amendment. But I'm glad you did because if we both did that, it'd have been terrible yeah. content.
1: Yeah, I don't think you need to try it, Courtney. Yeah,
0: well. <laughs> uh, any honorable mentions that you could have like i i mentioned my jack-o'-lantern shock top pretzel obvious <laughs> honorable. yeah sponsor yeah. us and ship us some beer
1: shock top so uh some of the like i was trying to remember what i used to drink in college which now i remember the mountain town which is mount pleasant's uh like only brewery uh raspberry wheat that was one that i drank like way way back in the day um shock top i actually used to like the shock top pumpkin which i don't think i would like anymore but obviously they don't have those right now um almost grabbed cold snap uh sam um, adams it's I their thought spring about that beer one. yeah say, i
0: don't think we've ever drank that together and we both have no. that in mind that's interesting. michael likes it too um or allison we think heineke in like front of the pod she really likes it she got me she got me going
1: Ooh. yeah i think i think i would still like it because i feel like it was better than a summer shandy like not as sweet um yeah
0: I so have much more toned down, but every reason you like summer shandy, but just not as aggressive,
1: right? I actually almost grabbed Farmhand from Brewery Vivant because, oh. like, every time I have their beer now, I don't get that usually. Um, but I think I would still like it, which is delicious farmhouse ale. Um, other than that, no, I don't, I don't really recall like specific beers I would have in Finley.
0: Yeah, I think you drink, you, so the two I couldn't find well. I couldn't find a single summer shandy and I didn't want to buy a six pack. No shame. I just knew it was going to, it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to have to ship it to our listeners who are very passionate about summer shandy. And it's just, it's not budgeted right now. And then <laughs> hell or high watermelon, which you found. So kudos to us.
1: Good. Yes. Little yeah. I, uh, I'm glad we did this. I feel like maybe we could do, well, maybe we'll do it again when there's like other different beers out, seasonal beers or something. Um, I hope this inspired all of our listeners to go give their favorite college or early 20s or whatever age you are, you know, 10, 15 years ago, beers you used to like a try. See if you still like them, because that was really fun.
0: It was fun. And I think it ignited my passion and joy for like the single beer aisle. And like, I might be very dedicated to that aisle now, like of just one and done. I don't have to drink for like six of you and I can try a bunch of stuff. So check out your one and done aisles because good times to be had.
1: I feel like yeah, and you can find those even at like most grocery stores. At least here, you can. So you don't have to go to like a specialty store to, to do that. Um, but yeah, it's a good way to try beers that you want to try without you know committing fully to spending X amount on a six pack. Yeah.
0: Great. Okay. Send All right.
1: All right. Well, this has been fun. We promise going forward, we will at least get episodes out monthly. So thanks for thanks for being a listener. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, Apple Podcasts yes five stars preferred but honestly if you have a bad review we'd love to read it i'm sure it'll be very funny or just email
0: Uh, us that and i'll put it out to the public
1: well (laughs) also you can follow us on instagram dot at uh at instagram uh we don't have a twitter we don't have a facebook um so yeah that's pretty much everywhere you can find us thanks guys cheers cheers Yeah, yeah, we share a driveway, so it's like, you know, right there. One. No, I did it. Uh, it felt good.
0: Just like, I think it was all the talking, we're gonna have to figure this out, because like, we're beer podcasters, but the talking yeah. with the beer, like, you get the air, and you get the carbonation, yep. and it's just a it's too much combination. <laughs> I don't know if I'm more worried about chewing my saltines, or just like, belching <laughs> <in my microphone. laughs> Okay.